Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. I'm going to live it up. Yeah, stay out all night. But sure I've had some better times. And I can't. I really like it. Yeah, I like your chair too. Okay, so what do you? T- I'm hungry, so we gotta hurry up. Which I'm trying to hurry up. I pressed record. You don't. Oh, start. you're recording that I'm hungry. I didn't know you were gonna keep saying it. You said it like seven times. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I waited till the seventh time, then I hit record. That you're hungry. I got it. Can you? Can we just be- do the intro? Shut up. Just shut up. Welcome to the KGXT Studios Gen X Talks Live podcast brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. I'm not even sure if he's in business. He lost his truck. It broke down. He's in a hotel. He's in a Holiday Inn somewhere. Are you still considered (laughs) in the trucking business if you're ordering room service from the Holiday Inn? He is still in business. (laughs) He just know. hit a he just hit a rut right now. Yeah, it's a rut. It's more like a, a fucking, big, huge, freaking <laughs> sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, he hit something with that. I, you know, uh, we trucker Mike Dawson has been around the program, been a fan of the program since day one. Right, and he pops up everywhere. He's one of our most loyal followers because he he's on every platform. Yes, he his is. truck broke down. Oh my god! A couple days ago, really. But he's a company man, so it's a company truck problem, and they'll send him home and do his thing. Now he doesn't make as much money as being an independent, uh-huh. but there's a lot less risk. Loud one, loud trouble. It's his money, his gig. He he makes a ton of cash, but boy, when your truck breaks down, <laughs> you it gonna stick to the bottom of your wallet. What happens you, if you're you in the middle like of it. a run? Well, and that you got hap- stuff. Yeah, that's uh, I learned. Um, he that he had to get his truck disconnected from the trailer, okay. um, tow the truck to get fixed, get a rental truck, slip it under there under the trailer, and get the get your gear to where it's going. There's a rental truck. I There's didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea that yeah. they rented semis. Ah, good to they know. They did. He rented the semi and got himself going. That's so. my future job. Gonna do truck driving. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a truck driver. No, if if we weren't married, and you didn't wow. have kids. And you had to start over again. I would see you for a little while being a bartender. Oh yeah, I'd have so much fun bartending. You'd get yourself in a lot of troubles. What you? Yeah, I'd have so much fun. I think you'd be a bartender for a little while. That or a cocktail waitress. I couldn't do food waitressing, but a cocktail waitress. Yeah, like I'd head to Vegas and just go in and like I'm getting too old. No, no, no. I know. It'd start like 21. If you were 21 or 22, no no husband, no kids, no nothing, I could see you doing a little bit of the bartending oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I'd be all over that. I'd see you do that. I'd have so much fun with that. You'd get in trouble. I'm I've been mixing you. drinks since I was like 14 <laughs> with my dad's bar. I'm just saying that's a thing. It's a, it's, it's a legitimate thing. My dad thing. taught me a lot of bartending. <laughs> How to I'm not fill saying from that a, all the stuff your dad taught you was good. <laughs> How to fill from a tap. That's you right. Know. He goes... Adding salt to the beer. Seven years old, you're carrying him across there. Don't fucking let the foam heads go over the lip, yeah, the lip of the you cup. You want three quarters beer, a quarter foam. You know, I know the ratio. All right. <laughs> so, did you miss me last podcast? I wasn't here. Yeah, like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> That's not, that is not what you, you're supposed to say. Yes, honey, I'm so glad you're back. I made everything. Well, was I was wrong. really upset last week. I, I mean, know. I know you were. I didn't. All of the situation that you and I were in with you and I in our marriage and the kid, um, it it wasn't supposed to be super upsetting. It just, it of course, going through stuff, it does get upsetting. Yeah. I did hear, I did listen to last week's podcast. There was four minutes you were talking about me. Most of it, you guys were just doing the, the, the normal podcast. Um, it broke my heart. Oh, it really did. It really made me think it. I'm not saying I'm going to cry again. So that it stop. brought me to the table, but it made me have a few more concessions in how we were solving things between you and I when I felt I, I, that I heard your heart. Yeah. And so what you said last week was honesty and it was pretty what? endearing. So um, I'm sorry that upset you, but thank you for creating a moment that was that was good for me. Oh, thank you. I just I, I want to talk about Gen X Talks or social media 
because I don't think people realize how much it consumes our life. I mean, no. when you become a social media, I don't want to say we're stars no, or anything, but personality. But personality and and as big as the platform is it consumes our whole life and sometimes we do have to check out there's mornings i wake up and i'm like i don't not want to do any gen x talks like i know don't well, want to do it and it's not anybody no but there's this, just, you know the list i go through and yeah. you know that it's 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 four to five hours every day as fast as i can work through stuff yeah helping the kid out with the things that he can't do or he doesn't have time for um, it's four to five hours for me. Mom. And there are there were times, I'm better now, especially now that we've we've reconfigured some of our time slots, what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But there was times at nine o'clock in the morning, I was looking at the clock going, oh my God, I got a big show to do tonight. I got a bottom <laughs> no. of the glass. I'm not ready. I'm not going to be ready. I'm not motivated. I can't do this. It was hard. Yeah. And it be, and I think was because there was so much other stuff on me. If I could just sit down and do the show, I'd be great. I'd be like Robin Williams, man. Put me in front of the mic, turn the camera on, let's go. Right, right. Well, the problem is, is that there is so much other work that goes in, that goes into the brand of Gen X Talks to get there. That by the time you're done, you fucking you've you've worked eight hours that day, and someone says, "Okay, go change, you can change your shirt, and get out there." You got to be, and you got to be happy and live. That was that yeah. was tough. I don't have a, as big a list as you guys, but I have the other things like to yeah. keep the house moving and and so I have to kind of prioritize, yeah. you know, my day. I don't always work on Gen X talks, but and I don't think this is any different than there's probably people listening right now that have businesses of some sort, yeah, and they're part of businesses. There's you know you 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 have a business, a side business, a side hustle, plus your job, right. plus a family. It's It can be overwhelming. I'm just, some, we just sometimes, Gen X Talks just consumes us sometimes. It we're does. always talking about it. We're always discussing what we're going to do Speaking next. Speaking of Gen X Talks, I have a quick question. Why I was going through the emails this morning, <laughs> and yeah. I did all my emails, got my stuff done, but in one of your email boxes, there was something about the Reggie bar, the Do you Reggie remember Jackson. Remember the Reggie bar? I remember the Reggie Jackson bar when I was a kid, even though I was a Dodger fan. And it didn't. It was a big thing. I didn't care for the Reggie bar too much. It was kind of a, um, a clump. I wanna, it was a clump. It was a clump of chocolate. A cluster, with, I guess, is what was, they no, would call it. No, it was a clump of chocolate. Uh -huh. With peanut butter inside, and it was like this thick. It was it was big. Yeah, it was pretty. And I had a few of them. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite. It was for Mister October, Reggie Jackson. For Reggie Jackson. And what I read was that in 1978 they gave it out to the Yankee fans, like when they did it, and then yeah. they discontinued it. Well, the they haven't email, had it for 40 years. Yeah. Well, the email is because a company, a candy company in Canada reached out to Gen X Talks or me, they got my address or yeah. my email and asked if we were interested in having samples or whatever. I hope whatever. you said yes. I did. Oh, I, I did because it's a Gen X thing. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping a lot of Gen Xers. So they wanted us to try them because they're redoing it and then see if we would talk about it. Be a little I'm not thing. a fan of the Yankees, as you might have guessed. <laughs> I know. But I'm a fan of Reggie Jackson. Yes, we saw the documentary. We the did. documentary was on Netflix? I think so. It was really a good documentary it's a on Reggie. Really good documentary. So I enjoyed it very much. I will be if they're what are they sending them to? I I'd like to try one again. What do you mean? They're coming to the candy bar. Are they coming? They're coming. They're on their way. Oh, all right. We um we contacted, we got in touch with each other over the summer, but they didn't want to send them because they were gonna melt, you know, in yeah. in transit. Well, I'm eager to see if I remember the the candy bar and I remember what they taste like. I don't know. I wonder how many people out there listening in radio and TV land. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually have can say if you're out there listening right now, could you honestly raise your hand right now and say you have had a Reggie bar? Cuz not they weren't out for very long. They weren't no. out for even 10 years. No, they weren't. I don't I, I can say I've had maybe one. a year or two. I, I don't can, think I can say I've had one. I've had one too. I mean, I tried it. It was one of those things where you had to try it. I would get off the bus on Roscoe Boulevard and Ventura Canyon uh, going home from Village Christian School, and the bus would drop me off there, and there uh, there was a DeRose liquor was right on the corner. <laughs> the and I would walk across street. the street, and if I saved my lunch money, I'd buy, a, I'd buy a couple packs of baseball cards. And I remember walking in there and seeing that Reggie bar there for the first time. It was square. It was in a square package. 
And I thought, yeah, Reggie Bar, I'll try one. I, I remember vividly trying it. I didn't care for it too much because it was a little bit too strong of chocolate and peanut butter for my liking. Um, but I remember having one, so I know for sure I've had one. You know, it's funny. You brought up the liquor store. There used to be a Jerry's liquor store on the corner of Sadikoy and Vineland that I used to go a lot. I'd cut across from our, my friends and I would cut across, but my dad would send me up there for liquor. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there was a time where you go and you just Jerry was the owner, and yep. I would say, "Hey, I'm here for my dad," and you he get goes, here "Vodka it is. and beer." <laughs> I'd be walking home with alcohol, and yeah. nobody said a word. But I remember that. And then there was like right across the street was a quick market and all of us would run up there for ice cream or that's where I got my Reggie bar was there and I just think those I were remember such- doing that getting sent to the store a couple times from my grandmother down at the Sunval Sunval market oh yeah we used and to go there you too. could go down there and I'd have, it was a little bit bigger store so I had to find the, the wasn't a supermarket it was a no, market it was just a market but yes. it was bigger than a little corner that's store right. so there wasn't just one person working there right. there was no Jerry no and <laughs> I'd have to, I could go in there and say, my grandmother sent me yeah. and he knew who my parents were and my, she, he'd give me a couple bags of things and I could walk back over. The, no money. I know. They just wrote it down and then my grandmother or grandfather would go settle up with them at the end of the week and that's how they did it. That's how my parents did it too. Do you think we could do that in this day and age? Do you think in this day and age we could have that sort of a system where you can send your kids for food and alcohol and cigarettes with no money and someone ex- would let you just settle up? No. I think it exists somewhere. I think there's small towns out there. Maybe, but it would be like in the Midwest there. or something. Yeah, it's but not here. No, but I re- just remember those times and how much fun that was to just. I'm walk not walking through. through South Central LA going, "Yo, my man, <laughs> give my 12 year old some beer and I'll pay you later." <laughs> That's so funny. I'm yawning again. You're yawning again. Are these are these podcasts becoming boring to you? Because that's what you're doing now the whole time. I don't know. For my sake. I don't know. It They're must not- be the air in this room or something. Oh, sure. Blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the air in the studio just makes me so tired. The studio's got a lot of problems, but the air isn't one of them. So what happened this morning? Okay. First of all, I had a bad night. You did. I ended up sleeping in the recliner chair downstairs. <laughs> yeah, for about three hours you well, were down there. I was on the heating pad and it felt good. And it wasn't my joint pain. It was my back and Whatever hips. it was, you were gone for three hours from the bed yeah. and you, you don't leave unless you're like hurting for something. So then I woke up and I was feeling, but I was feeling tired. So I went upstairs to bed. Yeah. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> I went upstairs to bed. And then I realized you ordered Uber Eats for breakfast. And what the hell happened? Um, Something happened because you told me to look out for the food. And then, go ahead, tell me your story. There was a lot, wasn't there? Well, I told the kid to go get it. So Okay, well, you know I've had my problem with Uber Eats. We've talked about this almost every freaking week. So... I just ordered something because I knew you weren't feeling well. That was the whole premise because you've been fixing breakfast for the kid and I as we started our work day. So I left you alone because I knew you weren't feeling good. So I just ordered from like Jack in the Box some sausage croissant sandwiches, like like two each and a bottle of water. That was it. So I figured, all right, I got dressed in the room and I was ready to go downstairs. And I'll, I figured as soon as the Uber Eats is on its way, I'll go downstairs, get the food, come out to the studio. Kid was already in here doing his college work. Uh-huh. And it says, your Uber driver's on the way to pick up your food. A couple minutes later, oops, we're searching for a new driver. <laughs> and I went, okay, that's a weird message. Oops. Yes. It, it literally said, oops, we're looking for a new driver. That's All weird. right. So then I watched the driver on the map go there, and it says, we're trying to find another driver for you. That doesn't make sense. So that's a third driver. Then this third person's coming from way far away. I'm like, God damn it. So they drive all the way out there. They get there, and the screen goes blank, and I can't refresh it. The next message I get says, your Uber answer, or Uber order was canceled. That's weird. I'm like, wait a second. You guys had three drivers, and now it's canceled? I'm 45 minutes into hurry up, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, now it's almost this almost turned out bad for you. I almost woke you back up and said, hey, Uber's fucking everything up. You got to go to the kitchen. <laughs> But I would have, I, you know what I would have said to you. Yeah, and you would have used all the bad words that a girl's not supposed to say. Yeah. Um. So I ordered again real quick, just hit reorder, 
And uh, I got on. I wanted to get on the chat with Uber this time. I go, what the fuck, man? So I go through all, all the steps. You can finally get to a live person because they even asked them. I said, are you a real person? And the guy goes, yeah, I'm RG. I'm a real person. And I said, okay, what's two plus two minus two? And he answered. <laughs> so I figured he's a real person. Could have been an AI. And I said, what the fuck, man? It went from driver to driver to driver to cancel. He goes, let me check it out. He's gone for like seven minutes. <laughs> He comes back and goes, I can't see that side of the information. I go, what, what? the fuck, man? What, what can you see? He goes, well, I can see what happened. I go, what happened? He goes, your order was canceled. I said, no shit. What <laughs> I was already with, knew that. <laughs> yeah. What's with the three drivers? Anyway, he refunded the money. Oh, that's good. And then he gave me like a $20 credit. And uh, he said, did you just order something else? And I said, yeah, I'm, I just hit reorder. And he goes, they'll pay for that too. And then all of a sudden, it comes. The kid comes out here, and I ordered just four sandwiches. Yeah, he had four meals. He had four <laughs> big meals with drinks, and there was fries, and there was extra fries, extra hash browns. I'm like, and and you think that's a really good thing that they gave you all this extra food for free? They crammed it all into one fucking bag. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't see the food. The kid, the kid who packed it would have literally had to squish it to the oh. to the bottom of the bag to get all of it to fit in one bag. And then here it is at our doorstep. The sandwiches are all squished together. I mean, oh my it was a mess. And then the kid says, did you order Angel's Donuts? And I said, I had it on my save screen because I was going to order that for you. Yeah. Some donuts. And I had it on my save screen. The guy uber ordered it anyway for us oh how weird so they were really they they know when they say we can't see that side we don't know what yeah you do they or do. you wouldn't be kissing our ass and apologizing <laughs> like you are if you didn't know you know he just didn't want to tell me sounds like my spectrum uh situation on uh what day was that thursday yeah you were no, mad. not thursday yeah, it was thursday football no it was monday night monday night yeah it was monday you night. were mad i was so mad you were sitting there the i took cable? a picture of you sitting in that chair because I was across the room from you, yeah. and I shared it with staff or low torque or somebody. I go, she's pissed. <laughs> they could tell by your body language just sitting in the chair you were mad. I don't understand our cable TV system anymore. It's ridiculous. So I don't know how it is out there in the country or anything, but ours is Spectrum. We use Spectrum. They don't even have basic channels you have to pay extra for yeah. basic channels for me to get espn i gotta get like a sports package or they ended up giving me like a i get to choose 15 channels i you got so mad and you were fucking something up and i wanted to laugh oh, because you were so making a mistake but i didn't dare laugh at that moment or you'd rip my balls off from across the room but ridiculous. you were you signed you paid for the extra stuff with spectrum yeah. the cable company yes and you were trying to log in to the espn to see the game Monday night. Yeah, so you're paid for Spectrum. You included ESPN. You're trying to get the shit scored away. And for 20 minutes, the game is now going. I do. And you're mad because you're missing the game. Yeah. And what you did was, you yes, you, you signed up and paid for and did all your stuff with Spectrum. ESPN included. Yeah. And then for some reason, you went over to the ESPN app. app. And you were I trying know. to log in there. And I was pissed. And you were, you were so mad. I couldn't get in it. Finally, then, you're like, motherfucking <laughs> goddamn piece of shit. It. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to be inside Spectrum. spectrum. I know. It I was, was ridiculous. I held back the laughter, but you if I even giggled, you'd have kicked my ass. I was mad. You were really angry. But. So now I think I got it all set up for every day of football. I really like football, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Which is apparent by your frustration, anger, and you were mad, mad, mad. I don't mad, know what mad. to tell you, but now it's like, you just have to juggle everything now. It shouldn't be that hard to watch sports. No, That's it thing. was a mess, but... I, I don't like the cable companies, the internet company. I don't like the whole thing. I wish it would. I remember back when we were kids, there was like seven channels. I and I'm a UHF. Fine with that. Just give me the news when I want to see we're the old. news. Let me see a sports channel when I want to see a sports <laughs> channel. And that's it. We're old. We're really old. We're getting old. Our daughter, I told you, moved up north a couple yeah. hours away from us. And she had the fiber optics get put in. I'm so pissed. And then she shows me because we were FaceTiming. It's an AT&T mug. I said, I hate, I'm sorry, everybody, but I don't like AT&T. You hate AT&T, yeah. <laughs> I dropped our landline from AT&T, but she showed it. I said, well, good luck with that one. <laughs> That's all I told her. My wife, true story. My wife, this is how much my wife hates AT&T. My wife sat on hold for over an hour oh. with AT&T customer service just to complain about AT&T's 
customer service. That's how dedicated she was to shoving one up and breaking it off in him. I I never seen anything like that's dedication to your hatred. That and Direct TV. Never again. I'm never doing Direct TV. Well, when AT&T bought Direct TV, she quit Direct TV. I did. She quit. I'm like, why'd you do that? She goes, Well, Direct I go, You don't hate Direct TV. She goes, I do now. They're owned by AT&T. I said, Well, could you wait till they fuck up before you cut off football? She goes, Nope. She goes, as soon as they got bought, we're done. (laughs) That you seriously seriously been back. AT&T. Have you noticed? I've never been no, back. I've not. never gotten You found direct- a way around it. You'll pay more money someplace else I will. before you go to those assholes Oh, because again. I just... Oh, their customer I service. I just have this thing with customer service. I don't know, I know. What to tell you. You, you. you got a big thing about AT&T for sure. That's it. Oh I, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, you know, when I walked in this morning, what the hell were you doing during setup? Like... I was setting up. You were... <laughs> You were waving around and moving your hands around. Were you exercising? No. (laughs) Do I look like I do a lot of exercise? Yeah. I I was in the studio doing calisthenics. (laughs) I was, <laughs> well, I was hoping. I was some toe touches and stretching. and I was uh, hoping. I was getting limbered up there. What the hell were you doing? I Okay, you got to not judge me if I tell you. Oh, I'm going to judge you upside down and backwards. I was chasing a fly. You were what? Okay, there's, listen, we have a fly problem in the studio. And I don't mean there's 30 of them. We have a fly problem out there's in our backyard. There's just one, there was one fly, and I couldn't get him to land on something. I couldn't swat him. I couldn't catch him, nothing. And I'm telling you, they, they, they come in the studio one at a time. <laughs> the other day, okay, you know how we have a studio cam on, and sometimes uh, on Discord, our fans, it's a, yes. free, it's a free cam, and it shows the studio. You just got to go into Discord. So... All of a sudden, there's all these people watching us. Right. Like right now, you're on cam. You and I are on camera. If someone's in Discord watching, they see us doing that. They right. can't hear us, but they can see us. Right. All right. All of, so the kid and I, we start chasing this fly. And the reason we we're chasing it, hold on. This is a true story. There was a fly that was so fat, <laughs> and he was flying like this fast. Bzzz. He's fat. He couldn't fly any faster. And he'd land on something. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd fly to the next thing, and I'm swatting, and I'm and knocking shit. I him? couldn't catch him. So and he so, wasn't that fat then. So the kid comes over. He goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Watch this. There's this fly. It's super fat. He can't fly fast. He's slow." So I swat at him, and he starts flying away really slow. And the kid goes, "Holy shit, Dad! You're not kidding. That's the slowest, fattest fly I've ever seen." <laughs> we are chasing this thing around uh, the studio like two monkeys on a slippery banana. And people on camera are now commenting, going, what are you guys doing? Because they can't tell. We're climbing over the tables and, and throwing shit at this fucking fly. It's ridiculous. It, 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 we, we finally got it. We finally got it. But this was the beginning of another one. You walked in. I was swatting at this thing going, man, I am not chasing you all over the studio. That's that's when you walked in. Okay. But I'll tell you one more that really got that's to me. That's good exercise for you, though. I was, in the, um, I was, I was doing a live stream. So everyone's watching. Yeah. And what was this? This was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't tell you this. So okay. this is another fly story because I just thought of it. Okay. So this fly, as I'm doing uh, the, I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing the podcast, you know, I'm doing the live stream. Yeah. And um, a fly keeps bugging me. And as it, as it goes near me, I have to swat it away, but I have to cleverly look like I'm telling a story <laughs> and I'm being animated and I'm moving my hands around. I got to make it look good. I'm on camera. But the whole time I'm, striking at this thing it finally lands on the back of my hand so i move the back of my hand to my other hand and i'm going <laughs> to flick it and i'm getting my two hands the flicking hand yeah. and the land and closer and closer and finally boom i flick the fly that's cool it hits the computer <laughs> and lands on the desk was it stunned? Now I'm looking at it going, okay, I got him. Now I'm going on with my podcast, the live stream, I'm talking, I'm drinking, and every now and then I'm looking at this fly because he's sitting there. <laughs> he's just laying there on his side. I fucking nailed him. And I thought, okay, when it comes to the end, I'll move things out of the way and sweep him off on the floor, throw him out, do some vacuum him up. He's there for 30 minutes. And good night, everybody. The, the live stream ends. Good night. We'll see you later and catch you on the flip side. I turn everything off. I go to look down again. He flips over onto his feet and takes off. (laughs) He laid there 
He's listening. He's listening. He's going, he ain't messing with me because he's got a show to do. I can just stay here. He had to he shake his head. He stayed there the whole time. He read 30 minutes. Gave and him a then, concussion. And he flipped over on, boom, and he was gone in one second. Oh, my goodness. That's like the uh, mosquito yesterday. You know those little stupid black mosquitoes? I was in my office, and I I think we were, it was during, nah, I was just messing around. Anyways, it landed on my arm, and without thinking, I just smacked it really fast, and I killed it. I don't think that thing knew what you know, hit it. I, I heard a story one time, and I want to help you out. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're, if you're, for your dancing and listening pleasure, I will recite a story. It's, uh, you, you made me remember mosquitoes that my grandfather told me. We were out camping one time. Oh, we have story time. Okay, story time. Let's story sit time back. with grandpa. My grandpa sat me down. We were at a fire. Uh, we were in Picacho, uh, Picacho, Picacho, I think it was Picacho, Arizona, um, on the river, and uh, sitting around a fire, and he says, I was, I was being bothered about by mosquitoes. He goes, now listen. He goes, I know you get worried about mosquitoes and they piss you off and stuff. And I was probably 11, 10 or 11 years old. He says, there's two kinds of mosquitoes. There's a male and female. Now, the female one is the one that'll bite you. The male one won't bite. Just lands on you. Doesn't bite. I said, okay. He goes, the male ones make noise. So while it's irritating, you can hear the bzzz of the mosquito. That's the male mosquito, and he doesn't bite. Irritating, you can hear him, but, you know, you can swat at him, but he doesn't bite you. Okay. He goes, but the female mosquito, the one that doesn't make noise, is the one that bites you. So when you go to sleep tonight in your tent, <laughs> and you hear the male mosquito, don't worry. It's when you don't hear anything, you have to worry. That's all the time. That's what I told him. I said, but Grandpa, <laughs> that's... So what if... How do I know if it's quiet because there's female mosquitoes or quiet because there's no mosquitoes? That's right. He goes, you always need to be worried about the female. Oh, my God. The <laughs> That's a lesson. He told me because the female doesn't, doesn't make any noise. And when you don't hear anything, be worried. I can't tell you how true that is for marriage, too. <laughs> I knew you were going there <laughs> with that. When, when you don't hear anything... You got to, that's like my grandpa told me, he goes, are you worried about getting on an airplane and having a bomb blow up? And I said, yeah, well, there's a lot of bombings going on. You know, I was 12 years old. He goes, okay, what are the chances you're going to get on an airplane and someone's going to have a bomb that blows up? I go, I don't know, one in 500,000. He goes, what are the chances there's going to be two bombs on the plane? I go, oh, that's a billion to one. Never happened. He goes, good. So every time you get on a plane, take a bomb. What? There's no way there's going to be two. So if you bring one, oh what are the chances God. that you, there's another guy on the plane going to have a bomb oh with you? Oh, my God. Grandpa logic. <laughs> so Grandpa told me if I if I want to make sure there's no bombs on the plane, bring one. Because there's no way there's going to be two. There's not. That's not even a possibility. No one would ever bring. Two separate people would never bring two bombs on a plane. All right. So bring a bomb no. and worry about no noise mosquitoes. Those, those are the two life lessons I learned. Oh, my God. Come on, that's good grandpa stuff. I can't wait to tell my grandkids that shit. Uh, so every, ugh, I'm moving on. <laughs> I am moving on. So um, every once in a while, I get on the YouTube community because I am part of the bottom of the glass nation. You are, so, you know. Yeah. Um, did you ever finish your female artist? Oh, thing? the the poll. Yeah, the yeah. poll that you were doing. We've done those. We did. Uh, they've been so popular. We get we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of votes every once in a while i vote <laughs> yeah well there's there's all the rounds we do we did uh best band best yeah. male lead I've singer those, yeah they've been great and the responses and the information some people i knew the guys in the band my grandfather was oh, best friend cool. there's so much personal stuff that we learned from that until this one uh-oh we did uh the kid did a poll on the youtube community section on gen x talks youtube and it was greatest female not singer but artist like you could if you're a guitarist if you're a writer if you're a singer if were they you're part just, of a band if or you're part they, if you're the solo? front girl oh, okay. in a band it kind of was inclusive like like your favorite female influence there was a lot right. of entries there was probably 80 or 90 wow. entries so that, where are you right now that we're we're done this is the final four they're up right now with what and I don't know that I totally agree, but the final four that came down to today was Aretha Franklin, oh. Stevie Nicks, Whitney Houston, and Pat Benatar. Now, I'm not saying those wouldn't be considered, 
But remember, everybody goes, oh, they're not the best vocalist. What about Patsy Cline? What about Ella Fitzgerald? Yeah, I, I, I know, but not just voice. Yeah, it's overall. It was how are they on stage? How were their videos if there was video? Did they play an instrument? Were they part of a band? And so did they contribute to the music industry and the culture? Can I say who I'd choose? Yeah. I would go with, with all that that you encompassed, I'd go with Aretha Franklin. She's losing. No, Aretha Franklin. when you told me it encompasses all that because she brought, she kind of started the whole thing of females. Wasn't she like, like the godmother of soul or something? Wasn't that what her nickname was? I get that right. Mother I, of soul or. I forgot. But she's the, the queen of soul. Maybe. Queen of soul. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Huge influence, but she's losing. And it's probably because of the era. And I think a little bit has the age. I don't think people really have a grasp on how influential she was. But like I said, there was other people. But out of those four, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Nicks, Pat Benatar, and Whitney Houston, I think I think maybe Aretha and Whitney had the best voices, the voice, best range. Yeah, But I really not. think that Stevie Nicks had a band career with Fleetwood Mac and a solo career. Pat yeah. Benatar was good for her time, had a lot of good songs, but she just stayed. Stevie Nicks is Band the test of time though too like she she's still singing she's still doing concerts but i don't know i don't know if they're so i i it's, thought of somebody else in my head and now i just disappeared of who i would pick for somebody that was influential but um it wasn't whitney Hills, yeah whitney houston is i i think for her time she was her amazing voice was incredible yeah but then she she just well, she died. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm saying overdose, I go, but, she overdosed. So, but then I'm would like, you would you not include Mama Cass? She died. Uh, she was extremely. She didn't even make it to the semifinals. She was in there. Wow. And she was. I'm just. It's. I don't know if it's just a popularity contest now. Maybe it is. You know, people like oh, I recognize Stevie Nicks. Maybe she'll win. I think a lot of female artists are for their time, and I know I'm going to bring up a name, and everybody's going to go oh, but that's just because of what's happening now. But Madonna, at her height, was not only like right now, no, no, but right. back then she she influenced fashion. Yeah, it changed to fashion. Oh yeah, singing. She she sang of. Um, there was uh, girls in high school. There was like, girls in high school that dressed like Madonna, yeah. or dressed like Pat Benatar. I mean, they dressed like him. Yeah, they were influential on that part. I no, just, I, I I'm not know. totally disagreeing with the four choices that the that Gen X Talks fans have come up with. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. Those are four very influential people. And if I had to pick on those, I'd probably go Stevie Nicks. I if the other three, if I didn't, if Aretha Franklin wasn't, I'd go with Stevie Nicks because I think it's because of her longevity. Mostly. Well, that's where we ended up. This one, the other ones. But that'll wait, one thing. But that might be interesting because so many people think she's. Remember when we thought she was a white witch, or she is? I don't know for <laughs> yeah. sure. But remember when everybody talked about yeah. that? That might be the deciding factor now Maybe. with our generation. Like, well, the other ones like best lead singer of all time, best frontman, best male frontman, yeah. ended up being Freddie Mercury. Well, I would never disagree with that. No. You can argue other things, but I would never disagree with that. Um, the the best um, guitarist, like Eddie Van Halen, got second. Jimmy Page was in there. Um, Jimi Hendrix. I, did, I wouldn't disagree with. You end up with a top three. Always yeah. these polls always end up with top three. Maybe you don't agree with the order. We did boxers. Yeah, I remember that. We did boxers too. and the top three boxers of all time. I, I wouldn't disagree with how these guys vote. There's, like I said, there's we get ten thousand votes per round. Wow, ten that's to twenty thousand, and there's twenty five, thirty rounds sometimes. So you know, you overall you're getting a million votes. It's amazing how many people participate. I don't disagree. There, I think these four. There could be more. There could be less. But out of those, I'd pick Stevie Nicks. Just mm -hmm. so you know. All right. So. Hey, Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you, did you did you ever finish watching? I got sick the other night. Did you finish watching Equalizer 3 with Denzel oh Washington? Oh, my God. I've been waiting for that movie. I love the Equalizer series. Um, no, I did not finish it. Did you like what you saw? I... I'm going to say no, or you would have already <laughs> finished it. I'm like, <laughs> Nobody, no. Nobody's in love with the movie and then doesn't finish watching it, so I'm going to say you don't. I, I know. I did, I did not like it. 
I, I want to go back and see if it was directed by somebody else or something. I just, I don't know. There was just something about it. The beginning was very interesting. It kind of drew me in. I was like, okay, I like this. This is this is cool. And then it just kind of like bottomed out. Well, and then I was just like, eh. I'm I've not. watched it twice. You watched it twice? I've watched it twice. It is the It is the worst of the three. I like one and two much better. Yeah. But this one does have maybe four moments that were perfectly reminiscent of the other movies. I was in with that. I'm good with that. The problem for me was it seemed to skip around. I didn't under... It's almost like they took out parts of the movie that needed to segue to the... I didn't... It was not that it was hard to follow. It just felt like something was missing several times. It also seemed like the plot was the same in all movie. I mean, it wasn't anything But I'm new. okay with that. You don't... What do you care about plot? Mission Impossible's the same, and you love those movies. I love And they're Impossible. identical in every... The plot. You're going to throw out there that you, you're really <laughs> concerned about the plot? Well, I don't I, think so. Well, I just told you, I'm not a fan of... I'm sorry, Dakota Fleming. I'm not. To who? Dakota. Did you say Fleming? Fa fa fanning. <laughs> I can't remember Flamming. her name. Fanning. I... She was great when she was a kid. But I can't see I her and Denzel together. Here it was, comes your speech. She should have stayed a child actor. I'm not saying that. There's sometimes you you go off on people when they you let you look at them. You've done that our whole lives, our whole marriage. Every now and then you come up and go, that kid should have just quit after they were a kid actor. <laughs> <laughs> it just was. And Denzel is, it just, I don't know. He's so good at oh, he's acting. In, he's incredible. One of my favorite actors of all time. But I don't think... This movie should have been another hour longer, and to me, and fill in the gaps. Maybe, maybe other people got a different take, but I'm not giving you any spoilers here on, on yeah. Equalizer Three. But if you watch it, be honest and tell me, did you did you think maybe there was some some gaps that just were yeah. kind of like you know that was kind of dry? We could have put something in there. The only other thing was um, I don't want to say it was gory, but it was graphic. That's my word. It was a lot more graphic, I believe, than the other ones. Was I didn't it? notice. I didn't notice that at all. No, that was just me. Maybe I just didn't, I didn't notice any particular, there was no gasping moments for me with that. It was right, the, like I said, there was four moments in that that were brilliantly done just like the first two and they were, to me, right on par. All right, well, uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know uh, what you think. Um, <laughs> I know we don't really talk about this, but can I ask you a political question? Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't understand this. I'll I don't make it real quick. I won't bore anybody. Okay, please. Um, so I heard, uh, I heard that Biden is now building the wall. Yeah, but wasn't he against the wall? Like, wasn't oh he campaigned? He campaigned and said, "I will. There will not be one more foot of wall constructed while I'm president." That's yeah. what I thought. Well, why is this? Just because the elections around the corner? It's not even around the corner. We're still a ways. We're a year away. Okay. I don't know. I'll be on. Uh, the first answer is I don't know, but I'll throw a couple things out there. The wall. These are your ID. This is your. Well, no, here's just some. There's just a couple facts that were just that, okay. that everybody knows. Okay. All the you know the 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 pieces of the wall that weren't yet constructed have been laying out in the desert, tons and tons and tons. You know they just they stopped working. They walked away. So Biden, the administration, has been paying storage on those things all this time. They've had to put a lot of things in storage. Some of it was on private land, and they were paying for storage. A lot of it they were selling off. They were selling off big chunks of not not of the wall that was constructed, but the pieces they weren't using. Okay. Okay. Not a big story. Not hard to find on the go go Google it. It's out there. Biden was selling it off, which you you would expect that he's not building it anyway. So okay. who cares? Okay. So he's paying for storage on all these pieces of the of the wall that weren't put up. A lot of it he was selling off. Now all of a sudden. 180 degree turn and and believe me the news agencies are running the footage i will not build one more foot of that wall once i'm elected uh -huh. under my administration no wall yeah that's what i thought 20 miles are going up to start with and i don't know why i go i'll go come full circle i don't know because he is pissing off his base he is pissing off environmentalists. They're throwing out their bullshit. Well, you know, the, the migratory lizard that normally <laughs> travels from one side yeah. of the, you know, across the Rio, they, they can't get through the wall, man. You're fucking with the ecosystem. Those guys are already out screaming and yelling. Of course. The, the, the only, you know, the two people that are on the border saying this is okay 
is the mayor of New York and the mayor of Chicago are on the border going, I don't care if you come across here, don't come to our cities. We're full that. up. I heard that. I saw <laughs> and then that they're talk, they cover their mic and go, hurry up with that fucking wall. <laughs> that, <laughs> well, how long will it take to build? Do you know? Well, 20 miles? I don't know. I don't oh. know how much they get done and how fast. And Mrs. Four uh, on staff, Mrs. Four Watton on staff, she brought up a good point. How effective is 20 miles? My response was, every mile helps. That's, yeah, but I where? can see that. Are they, they have to be, I, I don't know. There's something, somebody's in panic mode because you would never, ever turn on your base like he just did unless something's going on. And maybe well, we don't know I'm, about it yet. That's what I'm wondering. It's like, why all of a sudden is, but I don't know. The funniest part is, and I, I said this when I first heard the story broke this morning, I started listening going, well, how's he going to blame Republicans? I can't wait for him to come out and go, well, <laughs> we had to build the wall because those asshole Republicans forced it on us or something. There has to be some sort of a spin where you can get mad at Republicans and go, yeah, we had to build the wall. Sorry, it's not our fault. I, I don't know. That's the only. I, so the answer to your question is, I don't know. I have no idea I, why he's doing that, but he's doing okay, it. Okay, well, I was just, I came across my news feed and I wanted to ask you. And the other thing was, is that, you know, that... That October 4th thing happened. Yeah. And I was thinking about, do you remember when we used to have, hear about computer viruses and you used to warn me, don't open, don't o- yeah. don't open an email if you don't know who it is yep. or whatever. I, how come we don't hear that anymore? Like yeah, it's been you, years it was, since but that, you said but that people, to me. Only old people like us will remember viruses. Old people like us? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a second. Maybe you, but not me. Hold on a second. It was, uh, yeah, viruses used to shut down your computer. You had to be careful what you opened, yes. what you clicked on. Yes. 20 million computers would be infected. You used to be on me all the time. Don't open. If you don't know who sent you the email, yes. don't open it. Yeah. Uh, the real quick version is People didn't do that back then to take over your computer. They did it for notoriety in their community. I created the virus that shut down 60 million computers. Okay. I crashed 20 million computers. That was just a thing back then. And the nowadays they shut down computers for ransom. They do companies, they do people, and you have to pay them money to unlock your computer. Happened to my cousin Cindy. She had to pay $5,000 to get her computer unlocked from a hacker. Wow. True story. So, but the the thing back then was notoriety. It was you had status in the world and that community, but it was mostly Internet Explorer. Yeah. Do you remember Internet Explorer is gone now? Nobody has Internet Explorer. Internet, without getting too technical, Internet Explorer had a code how it operated as it was a search engine that it always had its fingers in all of your operating system. Didn't need to, but it did. Okay. So hackers would get in there and viruses would sit for 30 days and then they would start, they got in through Internet Explorer. Once that was gone, that was a big, 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 big chunk of, of liabilities gone. Huh. The other one is, is that it got transferred through sharing of, of floppy disks and hard drives <laughs> and we don't do that much anymore. That's gone. Okay. So those okay. two things were big. And the last part is, is that, Almost everything we all do now is on the internet. Everything you do is you go here, you go here, you go here. So at, at each end of the internet where we're arriving and as the information passes through uh, hubs, as it passes through nodes, as it passes through exchanges information through servers, all of them, they all filter through through viruses. They feel, there's a ton of them that get stopped. You actually have to hack your way into a computer itself. There's very, when was the last time you heard of a virus hitting the whole world or hitting the whole country? Don't. It just doesn't happen yeah. because of Internet Explorer's gone. We don't share disks like we used to, and there's no money in it. It was just for notoriety. And now, because everything we do is online, every service provider out there, they have their own software monitoring and updating all the time. Wow. It's, it's almost impossible. To, it's like a filter. There's filters everywhere, so it's very difficult. But now the the hacking is just we hacked, uh, you know, like they're getting like customer. Yeah, they just go to we we hacked a specific place like Sears. Yeah, and we demanded money. That, that's where that. But okay, that's why it's gone. It's just kind of the, the it filtered out as things went away. It became almost impossible to do it on a mass scale. That's so weird. But that was know. a big scary thing. But I was just thinking about it yesterday because of you know I fell what, for one. 
You fell for a virus? One of the biggest virus viruses, yeah. It that was Trojan an, horse virus? Well, <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, but this one was called, the, it was an email, and the title of the email said, I love you. It was the I love you virus. And never open the email that says, I fucking opened that shit. I want to know who you loved me. You want to know who loved I you? I did. I didn't care. It's like, you love me. Well, maybe this Who is, is this chick? Yeah, I clicked on it. How do you know it. it's not another person? <laughs> I don't know, but it fucking crashed my computer. And all because it said, I love you. And they knew I'd open it. I did. I fell for the I love wow. you. If you Google the I love you virus, I don't think it was the biggest one, but it was fucking huge. Okay. And I, 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 I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> So, do you know what you you kind of know what the Mandela effect is, right? Yeah. Kind of get the idea. Yeah. And I have those personally. I know the Mandela effect means a mass number of people have a memory of something that didn't really happen. And there's so many examples out there. But that I was, has nothing to do with like deja vu. Well, that's what that's what everybody thinks. It's like, how can if you have a memory of something and 60 people you're in the room with, you go, yeah, I remember that toy that came in a box of cereal. And then you do some homework and the company goes, we never sold that toy in that cereal. Okay. But 60 people go, no, I was a kid. Right. And we all have 60 individual memories of being 10 years old. And, and no, they, that's the problem. Is it deja vu? Is it a collective or did it really happen? And somebody's trying to erase it through time travel. Here but you go. Some of our memories are hanging on. All right. Okay. The other day, I was I was trying to talk with a kid about there was um, a small little thing in the eighties when you and I were kids. You go to you go to a, a gas station or a grocery store and get a fountain drink and you take the cup and you fill it up yourself. Right. And you used to, if you brought it back, you could refill it on for some a of them, smaller you could. price or something. So 7-Eleven yeah. knocked everybody out of the charts when they came out with their Big Gulp. I remember that. It was 32 ounces and the 7-Eleven Big Gulp. Oh, my God. <laughs> when the beginning of that summer happened and they had a Big Gulp, man, we all, we I don't care where you were going that was our soda life, addiction. That you were started going it. to 7-Eleven. You were a 7-Eleven <laughs> fan. Yeah, right. And then AMPM came out with theirs. That's the mine. Thirsty Two Ouncer, same size, but it was theirs. Now you can go to AMPM, get a big drink. Oh yeah. my god! It just- I loved AMPM. That was the one I hit because we uh, had softball practice off campus of our school. Right. So when we drove to practice, we'd stop at the AMPM, run in because they didn't have. I bet you went to that AMPM on Sunland and Latuna. I did. We ran it's, in there. I think it's still there. Sunland and the tuna. Ran in there, filled up a big gulp and took it and it lasted all practice. It was great. But if we kept that, we all kept our cups in my car. Yeah. So after school, that's where we'd go and we'd refill. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So there was a couple places that came out with big ones to compete. Yeah. And because as soon as 7-Eleven did that, everybody went there. Oh, for sure. So AMPM's like, well, shit, we got to get our shit together. And everybody comes. <laughs> it was good. But there was one I used to get in 19, I want to say 90. And it was by AMPM, and it was 44 ounces, and it was called the Super Tanker. No, and I think it was out sooner, because I remember having that one, too, for practice. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter when. No one... You brought up the date. <laughs> okay, well, quit, don't get hung up on the date. The story Well, then is you the don't su- bring up a date. Okay, well, th- <laughs> you know what? This is a time I remember it, okay? Okay, go ahead. Can I say that? Sure, go ahead. Goddamn women. Chicks, man. You brought it up. Okay, so... You actually filled it 44 ounces, yeah. super tanker. Right. It was white with purple letters on it from AMPM. You folded the top up to where it looked like um, a milk carton, a, a carton, a cardboard carton, and you put two little plastic tabs on the ends, and it was you folded it like it like you would the half See, gallon. I don't remember that. I remember I remember maybe it was the big gulp or whatever. That used to have the plastic with the little handle so there, you could like the, Seven Eleven came out with one after that that rivaled it. And I can't remember what it was called, but it was in a big red carton type thing, and I don't remember too much about it. But either way, I have searched the internet. I have called my friends. Some of my friends go, "Yeah, the Super Tanker. I remember getting that. We used to go down to yeah, Super Tanker." And but on I the internet, I can't find one picture, one reference, I nothing. I think you're full of shit. You think I made up a soft drink container, made up its shape, made up the name of what because it was called? I don't remember it as a milk container. It was round all the way like a cup to the top, but the top oh. folded. 
All right, I don't look. remember that. That's why I said I go. It had a plastic cover with a handle. How could I make up the entire? Why would my brain make up every aspect about well, that? Well, we'll find out. If somebody says, you know, listening to the podcast, and they have there a is a comment we'll section. Like it says, how did you like the podcast? Yes. Like on Spotify. Yeah. And then you can comment, and people do. We get a few comments. We'll see. We'll see if somebody. Is it was here. a real thing. I'm telling you, this oh, is not a I fake gig. It was that. a real. I don't know. The, the AMPM super tanker. I know. I wish I knew what the big one was from 7-Eleven. It was a big, tall, red container. You could get big red, but I don't remember what that was. I won't pretend to know the shape. I just remember it was huge, and it was briefly out. Briefly. But I know the super tanker was out for a few years. Uh, well, I don't know. All right. Well, but, anyway, that's my Mandela so question thing. So do you have a... Um, we always now this has become like tradition. You're gonna do the car thing. I then. am oh because it's God. now everybody waits for a car story. You have how many years of experience? I don't know, thirty five plus something. that. I think. Yeah, you've got to have some car stories. The well, the the most of the time the funniest car stories come from dealerships, and I don't know why. They just always it's always the funniest stuff. But um, this was that I was working in Las Vegas at a Jim Marsh Mazda. Okay. And um, is it still there? I don't know. Oh, okay. you know what? That guy was such an asshole, Jim Marsh. <laughs> if he's still alive, Jim Marsh, fuck you. <laughs> he was. He would deliver our paychecks. Is this the a, car story? Yeah, on okay. a podium. Oh, he Lord. would stand on a podium. We would all have to gather around, and he would call our names and lower the envelopes to each one oh, of us. God, how could you work for a man like I, that? I hated it, and he's like. You know, somebody made a comment one time. He's like, "Oh, you're the you're the king, passing out, and we should be grateful." I go, "Fuck you! This represents all the work I did for your dealership. Fuck off! <laughs> I earned this." Anyway, he painted his buildings two shades of green when I was there. All the buildings on the on the property were two shades of green. Then I found out he went down and found out what two shades of green the actual color code of money. Of oh, dollar bills man. and the light and dark coating of money, the dark green and light green of a mm -hmm. of a of a dollar bill of a hundred dollar bill, and he ordered that paint and painted his buildings that color. Wow! Yeah. So anyway, that's ridiculous. In in the car dealership, we if you're a new car dealership, you do what's called PDIs, pre-delivery inspections. Okay. Truck comes in, takes a bunch of cars off the truck. Brand new? Brand new. Brand okay. new cars. And and a mechanic has to look them over. You lower the tire pressure correctly, make sure there's oil, you know, you you know, you clean it up and do all the stuff to it. Make Why sure are you having to do this? Because pre-delivery inspection because sometimes they come from the factory incomplete, broken, there's something missing, not connected. It, oh, really? It went through the factory line. Yeah. Not, the factory not doesn't check that? They do. Um, Mazda, at the time I was working on Mazdas, they were pretty thorough about it. They didn't okay. make a lot of I'm thinking, why Jeep, would they send it out? The if... Jeep Grand Cherokee yeah. would come missing windows, <laughs> missing door. Though they, they, they sent a memo out to everybody and said, listen, we are selling Jeep Grand Cherokees so fast. We are producing them so fast. We're telling you we're not getting them all assembled right. Assemble them at the fa at the dealership. When you get them, we'll pay you. Oh my Finish gosh. up the stuff. We're just blowing through the assembly line with them. They sent a memo saying that. So we did. You know, we did PDI you, stuff doesn't work. You figured out it's missing a little something or something's not done right. But um, this one kid, uh, he, Mazda Miatas. You know, little tiny Miata. Remember yeah, those? Love those. And um, so. He would do all the Mazdas, this one kid. And he was about, we had about 10 stalls as mechanics. There was about 50 stalls, but we had 10 on one side, 10 on the other. And he was about six or seven stalls away from me. And this kid, all day long, he would just bring in Mazdas, do a PDI pre-delivery inspection, go through the stuff, bring in the next one, bring in the next one, bring in the next one. Well, there's all sorts of shenanigans that go on and in automotive. I don't care if it's a new dealer, a used dealer, there is shit and trickery and debauchery <laughs> like you wouldn't believe in automotive. Okay. And there was a tool that I had that um you you hook oh, up to it. You are the you are the king of debauchery. Okay. I just, I, look, what what I can't play to? Okay. Here's there the truth. There was a little tool that Here's we had truth. and you hook it up to a battery, positive and negative, and there was a cord that came out and you press a button and a spark would come out of the cord. 
<laughs> you have to do that for cars that had distributors. If you couldn't get them in the shop, you could, you know, you could press the hook it up to the distributor, press the button, and it would fire a spark so the engine would run. If your if your coil was bad or you're just back when they okay. had distributors. So we I had this tool and you just it, the spark would you, as long as you held the button down, it would continuously throw this spark out. Oh That's god. What it was this for. does not sound good. So what I did one time was long after everybody went home. Um, this there was like a, a four foot wall that all of our toolboxes were pushed up against. We could see over the wall to the other guys, other part of the shop, and they could see over to ours. But mainly along this wall, there was pipes. There was air pipe and a water pipe and electrical. And I pulled everything away from the wall oh God. from my station where my toolbox was all the way down to his. And I hid behind the pipe a real tiny wire. At his end... I took the wire out and I pointed it towards his toolbox. Oh, Jesus. On my end, I put everything back on the wall. And he's, he's got to be five or six stalls away. So I put uh. all the trash cans, all the cabinets, all the toolboxes, everything back all along the wall. And on my end, I hooked my end of the wire up to that tool that generates a spark. <laughs> so one day he goes and gets the Mazda Miata. It's like it was it maybe the kid had been there a week. He barely got there. Oh man. He walks up and grabs his toolbox and I hit the button. And it throws a spark from that wire to his toolbox out to his fingers. Ah, he fucking screams. And then he he touches the toolbox. He's scared to be touching it and he goes on about his day. After and I only did it when he pulled in a Mazda Miata. Okay. He starts walking around the shop after we going, man, I'm getting shocked and like this. Now, all the other mechanics are in on it. And they said, oh, did you, did you pull in a, a Mazda Miata? He goes, yeah, why? He goes, yeah, where they build those in Japan, heavy static electricity area. <laughs> and you got to really be careful with Mazda Miatas. Every time, if I wasn't there, one of my friends would hover over the button. And after he pulls in the Mazda Miata and he walks over to touch his toolbox, he's got his eyes closed. He's wincing. <laughs> he's got it. He's like, God damn it. And as he reaches for it, somebody pushes the button oh and shocks the shit out of that guy. You guys are mean. We did that to that guy without fail for almost a year. Oh. <gasps> Only on the Mazda Miata, the guy got shocked every fucking time. There was one time I did it on a Saturday. He got so mad, he rips his toolbox away from the wall. He knows somebody's fucking with him. So I grab the wire on my end, and I pull it. I pull it down about 10 feet. He rips all the toolboxes away, throws the cabinets. He's looking behind the pipes. He's got his flashlight, but no wire. Because I pulled it. I, I gathered it up. Oh as soon God. as he went home, we moved everything and put the wire back. <laughs> we did that for oh almost a year. God. And I swear to God, when that guy finally moved on and went to work someplace else, he's taken his toolbox out. Some other kid's rolling his toolbox in. And he says to the guy, watch out for them miyadas, man. They throw a heavy spark when you sit in them. And the kid's like, what are you talking? Hey, not the other ones, but those Miatas, man, they'll fucking bite you. You got to oh watch that shit. God. We never told him to this day. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I hope he's I hope he's now like, you know, 40 years old and going, God damn, oh. I knew it. But we fucked with that kid, shocking that kid for the better part of a year, probably 10 that months. That is so mean. It was so funny because he used to get so mad he couldn't understand it. He tried grounding himself <laughs> with cables and stuff, trying to make it. But it, oh. we only pressed the button when his hand got close to the box. What if he wore a glove to go into his toolbox? Would that have like? I don't think he ever did. Well, you only would wear, that have would that have stopped it? I don't think so. Oh. It might have, but I don't know. I don't. Oh. I don't remember ever having to. But we shocked that kid. We did that oh for every chance he got. For um, he he got to where he didn't want to work on Miatas. He goes, <laughs> I he told the either. he told the service manager, "Can you have somebody else do the Miatas?" I would do that either. <laughs> so I was thinking the other day about the kid, and you know, he's turning eighteen, and he wants to wants to get out of the house and yeah. go explore and stuff like that. But I was thinking, how do I tell him like? <sighs> How do you convince him that he really, really wants a degree? He really wants to teach. How do I convince him that he wants a now, degree? Now, hold on. I'm going to the story. He he really wants to get his degree, but how do I talk to him or we talk to him about staying home? Like, I think you can't. if I could go back in time, I would have stayed home and finished my degree and okay. lived at home. But think about going, you 
you wanted out of that house so bad. You, you, yeah, someone would have sat you down and said, listen, I know you want your degree, but you should stay home and get your degree. Is there any word someone could have told you to make you want to stay home with your mom and dad? You wanted out. I, I don't. I sh- Not to cast aspersions on your life, but you took off with some guy and got married with him. You didn't even, that wasn't even a good choice of a guy. That's how bad you wanted out of your house. And you think there's going to be some words that someone could have told you? No, but I'm talking about the kid because, I mean, I don't know. I, I just would like to talk to him and go, listen, you're living at home. The utilities are paid. Uh, you know, you have a bed. You've got food. I you think, can finish it. Um, I think he... I. But if he moves out... I think if you... Okay, let me go about this a different angle. And maybe maybe some people would agree. Maybe they wouldn't. If you found a way to talk to him about this... Yeah. And you kept him home for that degree, even if he did okay, even if he enjoyed it, I think he would always resent you going, you know what? I probably missed out on some stuff by not moving out. Because he's not going to know. It's the unknown. Well, other... Okay, instead of maybe moving out, maybe he, maybe going away to college would be the way to go. You well, know? I... Okay, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, think moving out with buddies and going to college and living like in a dorm are two totally different things. Well, he's planning on moving out in the summer yeah. and living with some guys and still going to college, living with some buddies. I will tell you from what I'm gathering... I think the the thing that might even suit your needs as a mother and trying to guide him, <laughs> let him go. I think I if know. he goes for a year, then you can have the talk and go, okay, not as glamorous as you thought. I Come know. back home. Let's get your degree. I think if you let him go for a while and then have the conversation after he's had some of it under his belt, he may go, yeah, not as romantic as I thought it was going to be. And that, like your brother, your brother moved out and then came back. Your mother's told me those stories before going, what a miserable mess moving in with buddies who don't pay for their own food, exactly. don't pay their bills. It was, a, it was very difficult. Yeah. So it's I think, an experience. I think for that, let him go and then have the talk. For me personally, I should have went away to college. Yeah. I think I would have matured. I would have got that freedom that I wanted and I would have gone to school. I would have done everything but you know whatever. i think I, should, I had an offer to go to an automotive trade school yeah at an early age and i was so arrogant and stupid i kept thinking i'll figure it out on my own which i did but not as well as a formal education and training would have given me i would have been much further along had it not mm. been so selfish about what i was doing but I didn't know, and I just thought, you got to remember, you you know, you knew me at that age. Yes. If I had a full tank of gas and twenty dollars in my pocket, I was ready for whatever the weekend brought. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, care. You didn't care. I was not thinking about the future at all. And that's why we didn't marry when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you. But to be fair, you came around. You came around to this. You, oh you, God! You looked and you said, "Okay, I got to have some of that." Yeah. Okay. Let's stay with that. Well, that's what you did. <laughs> oh, let's stick with that. Okay. Oh my God. Are we done? Because uh, I'm hungry. How, I'm still hungry, even still, though. You how know. many? How many minutes have we been on? Don't look at the clock. Don't. Forty. Look. No. Fifty-six minutes. One hour, two minutes. You're off. You're not in, by much. You you you've been off by okay. You're normally off by like thirty seconds. Oh, this is like you're up by six minutes. That's okay, a lot. Okay, whatever. You can't hold your breath that long. See, that's how you judge it. It's a far away deal. What? Is there anything we were supposed to talk about we didn't do? I have I, no idea. I didn't even look at the notes. I didn't either. I just, we were just talking. All right. So uh, I think we've settled some things here. Um, there was, in fact, a 44-ounce super tanker. You did miss me last podcast. You realize you can't do this without me. You love me and miss me. I think we had some important things out of the way. Viruses were all because of Internet Explorer. We we covered some stuff here, man. Okay, so you're buying me lunch? Good to know. Awesome. What? Name one reason why I would buy you lunch today. Because you love me. I do love you. Doesn't mean Look I have to... at this. Look how cute I am. You really are cute. And so, I do adore you. And you'll buy me lunch. But I bought you a ton of groceries and they're in the kitchen. You bought me shit. What are you talking about? Zingers. Okay, th- th- those I bought... The last thing I bought Crackers. was just... Crackers. Some snacks. 
because you have a food bill and you have a food budget and some of those things you normally wouldn't buy with your food budget. And so there's I thought, donuts. Go have a donut then. Angels, hey, that's on Uber. Uber got some donuts. Go have a goddamn donut. That's not what I want. What do you want? I'm whining now because you I'm are hungry. Whining. You're twiddling I'm your hair. I'm getting hangry. And you're whining. You turn it. Okay, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, you see, that's what am I supposed to do with that information? We'll talk about it after we get off the podcast. You're just going to do the same thing. You're going to make me follow you around the house going, what can I get you? What can I get you? And you're going to be like, I don't know. What sounds good? And then I'm going to run around listing 30 things and all of them are going, no, not that, not that, not that, not that. Till I, I, have, get I have like overripe bananas. I was going to make banana cake. With cream cheese frosting. How on earth can you be bitching for having to go into the kitchen? And I'm talking about just pulling out something and nuking it, and you're upset, but that you have to go do that. But yet you'll prepare banana cake? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You, you women are so fucking oh, weird, man. I don't know. There's a lot wrong with you. All I right. love you. I love you too, but you're fucking bananas. That's what bananas are. You're bananas. You're fucking out of All here. All right, everyone. It was great uh, spending time with you again. We'll see you next week. All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn Bye. off the camera and the microphones all at once. I'm not fading out, so you have to stay on camera while I say goodbye. So don't start scratching uh, a boob or anything. Picking my nose. Yeah, don't do any of that stuff. Just sit, right. there and, sit there and be pretty. Listen, so I'm back. Yeah, you guys had one podcast without me. Did you miss me? I think you did. Thank you for tuning in. I'm not sure where you tuned in on this little blue marble that's floating around the sun. However, <laughs> okay, that's distracting. Stop doing that. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. We'll keep trying as hard as we can to bring you some quality entertainment as soon as we find some quality people to go behind the, behind the microphones. But until we do, you're stuck with us. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. And one thing, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye. Life is a way.